watching another episode of Epic Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce. It's episode 124, and I'm joined on the line once again by Lux. Lux, how are you now? I am doing just fine. I've been seeing a lot of the new set being in a cracked open. They, they got the LGS, and they literally everyone is in, in on this. Yeah, I have to say, I've been very excited for it, too. I, I Some sets, I'm like, man, I don't really care. Um, I'm, I I like this set again. I thought the, I think this is the second time, like, second set in a row where they've, like, the standard release has been really engaging and really appealing. Um, so, uh, but Dominaria United, and now again with uh, Brothers War. And I think, I don't know about you, Lux, or how, how your, your store patrons are taking this, but to me... A combination of interesting cards plus interesting aesthetics. Like <laughs> I like the retro artifacts. I like the the um the like the meld cards. I like the aesthetics of just a whole sort of thing comes together really nicely to make a really interesting product. Um, which is sort of similar to Dominary United, where you have all those stained glass art styles for all the legendary creatures. So Again, for the second time in a row, I think the aesthetics has matched the set being interesting and engaging and really quite dynamic. So I don't know what's what the buzz is at your store. I, I don't really go to an LGS anymore. I'm too far away, but I don't know what are what are your guys what are your clients talking about? And basically like this is what they like to call the magic of Dominaria. They I mean they back in twenty eighteen when Dominaria first they, the set hadn't released. Everybody was hyped about it, and one of the big things from the set that everybody was getting in on were the uncommon legendaries. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think, like, Wizards has done a really good job of representing Dominaria um, in 2018. Now again in 2012, sorry, 2022. Done a really good job of representing the, pl- the plane in a, in a way that's compelling. Um, and throws back to some nostalgic elements without robbing us of the novelty of new mechanics and new ideas. So I really I really do like this. I think they've done a much better job of, of the, with this set than they did with um, Innistrad last fall. I thought um, as much as Innistrad is a beloved plane, they haven't, the last two sets in Crimson Vow and Midnight Hunt did not do a particularly good job of representing the plane in a way that was engaging. Personally, that's just my own opinion. Um, but I, mean, I really... They, I mean, they hot take and they... they Other than they can Crimson Valley and Midnight Hunt, I think they, the best in a recent tenant visit to Innistrad had been Shadows and Elder's Moon. Mainly Shadows. Well, I don't think that's, I don't think that's a hot take. I think it's legit. I think legitimately um, Midnight Hunt and Crimson Vow largely missed the mark. Like, there's been some very powerful cards that have been come from it. Um, I mean, I'll give you Hallbreaker Horror is everywhere. Like, if you play a blue ramp deck, you're playing Hellbreaker Horror because it's just an upgrade on Tidespout Tyrant and it just does more. Um, Tovalar is an unmistakable bomb. Toxrill is disgusting. Like, Toxrill is absolutely disgusting. Um, you know, like, so these cards are, like, impactful... And they're cards that are going to see a lot of play, but this set, from a thematic standpoint, I would say, kind of stunk. And I not not again. I'm not a big fan of it. I also was not a big fan of Nuka Penna. I'm pretty much sure. I'm pretty sure I've said that on air here. Did not like Nuka Penna. Um, I think there was some interesting material with which to work there on the plane. I just think they did a poor job of executing it. And then Everything with Nuka Penna, like the the EDH decks and, and the precons were better than the actual set. Yes, I would agree. I think the set was pretty lackluster. Again, there were some impactful cards, but I think by and large the set um, as a whole missed the mark. Um, but the new, but you're right. I think the precons I think were significantly better than we have come to expect from precons. Um, and I really wish they would stop printing so many precons, but we'll get to that conversation later in the show. Um, that's later on. We'll talk. We'll, we'll have a, I think we'll have a, a more uh, well-rounded conversation around the products and what's out there and what our thoughts on those uh, in segment three. 
Um, how was your Thanksgiving, my man? And it was pretty good. I got to see one of my favorite teams win. Oh, yeah, the Cowboys did win, didn't they? Yeah, and they, they I'm not sure if you've you know, seen the game or any of the highlights, but there was one that is definitely of an, 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 a note. Oh, uh, did I catch the highlights of the of the Cowboys game? Um, see, the problem here up in Canada is that thir- like your Thanksgiving is not a holiday for us, so catching highlights is a little bit tricky. Um, I'll have to go back and like check the highlights out. But I'm just telling me they, they, one of the players in, on the Cowboys. Like I forget what his don't remember what his name was, but they in the third quarter they he gets past the ball, he catches it, and what does he do after he catches the ball? He vaults right over one of the New York Giants players. Oh, I, I did see that. He, like, leaped right over top of him, which is pretty cool. Love to see that. That's fun. Um, no, yeah. So, you're th- yeah, I'm glad you're th- – was your Thanksgiving good? You got to see the family, have some have some yeah. nice eats? Nice. Yeah. Now, what what does Thanksgiving – like, what's, the, what's your favorite dish when you guys sit around the table at Thanksgiving time? And honestly, that's actually a tough one. Like, there's just so many different ones. Fair. Now, like, are you guys like, are you as a turkey family, or do you guys like do, you guys do like 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 barbecue, or do you do like ham? What's up? What's 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 the main the main attraction of your thanks of your Thanksgiving meal? Well, like, here's the thing: we have both a turkey and a ham. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. No one's going hungry tonight. Um, yeah. Well, okay. Mashed potatoes. Yeah, mate. And homemade mashed potatoes. That's where it's at. Homemade mashed potatoes. Yeah, yeah. Dude, please tell me nobody is going out there and getting instant mashed potatoes. Those oh no, two- they, they no. in our in our house in homemade all yeah, the way. Yeah, it's, it's got to be. It's got to be homemade. If you're going to go ma- instant mashed potatoes, stop. Go bag of go get a bag of potato tots and do it that way. Don't waste your time with the instant mash. Ugh, gross. Um, do you guys like do a green bean, a green bean casserole or green bean something or other? Like, yeah, like we do green bean casserole. No, we do in uh, in chili beans. We have barbecue baked beans. Oh wow! And like we have applesauce. We have potato casserole. What, is that for the ham? Yep. No, it's for a side, and when they people really? like and applesauce. Huh. Yeah. I mean, we have applesauce up here too, but we don't usually have it as a side. Anyway, that's cool. Like that. That's, I, I, I'm a big fan. Of, I make a lot of my own applesauce up here, so that'd be good to know. All right, cool. And then, now, what was going on at your store? Cause you, we didn't record last week because you were moving boxes. Yeah, they we were closed in there for the entirety of last week. And so they to ensure the safety of our inventory, I had to move a lot of the more expensive things into the back storage room, which is locked. So let me get this straight. The week of Black Friday, your store is closed. Yeah, because and they I'm pretty sure like you've seen how Black Friday gets down here. Um, I have been I ha- I am aware of the fact that it gets a little intense. That's probably the nicest way to describe it, huh? Yep. <laughs> so your owner's like, nah, not worth it. We'll do online sales only. Yeah, they. He decided that since they things tended a bit tended heated during Black Friday, he decided that he wasn't going to put us in that kind of situation. I can respect that. I mean, I I, I actually applaud that because I think there's a lot of stores that out to the pressure of the public when you're right as employees you shouldn't have to be subjected to people being belligerent and people being short and cross and you know what like no it's not worth it like you're not making that much money like you're i don't know what your hourly wage is right now there lux but it's not fair to you guys like you don't no matter no hourly wage is worth getting belittled by you know Mr. So-and-so who comes in looking for his favorite hobby. Like, that's just not how that's supposed to work. So, good on your owner. Um, yeah. May that be a lesson there, audience. When you go into a store on, good fr- on Black Friday, be good. Behave yourself. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, no one likes having a Karen get in their face. No, no one wants Karens or Becky's with good hair or Chad or whatever other belligerent person you bring to the store. Like, come on in. It's a it's a private place. Like, he doesn't have to open up if he doesn't want to. And if you're going to be belligerent, you can be asked to leave. And Or he just closes the door outright and says, get out, order online if you want something. So, anyway, good on your owner. I think it takes a pair of cojones for sure. Um, all right. Should we get on to some uh, housekeeping and then on with the show, huh? Yep. All right. So, folks, <coughs> this is going to be up front with you. My voice is a little ragged. Um, I've been tr- I, I was coaching at a volleyball tournament last week, so my voice hasn't fully recovered. So if I sound a little a little gravelly, um, just give me, give me a mulligan this week. I'll be back next week, promise. All right. Um, so just remember, folks, if you like what you hear on the show every week, you can go and find all of our back episodes at thelotuscouncil.com. Uh, that means you can find every episode of the podcast is available there. Uh, you also can find lots of other great things at thelotuscouncil.com, uh, including their Discord, which is free to join and is a great resource for anybody who's looking to, uh, you know, and you know, have healthy discussions around magic or just other things really in life. Uh, lots of great people to converse with and people, you know, setting up webcam games over the internet. Uh, that's still a thing that you like to do. Lots of great things going on. So uh, if you aren't too sure, come and check it out for yourself. You know, it's it's free of charge. It won't cost you a, it won't cost you a penny and is well worth the visit. Um, so folks, we still have our, our giveaway. Um, at this point, we're like most of the way to 130. So we're just going to hold on to stuff and because uh, they have no entries. But um, that means somebody out there is going to win some good stuff because we'll keep adding to the... Uh, the prize pool for with 130, whatever that happens to be. All right there, folks. So um, tune in. Stay tuned. Um, you know, maybe we'll have to re- redo how we do the um, the, the get, entering into the award, uh, into the competition. Because I don't know if you noticed there, Lux, but Twitter's kind of a hot mess. Yeah. So we may need to find another method by which to do an entry. Um, I'm sorry, folks. I used I like to use Twitter, but Twitter is apparently being run by an idiot these days. So um, there we go. Okay, we have three segments tonight. We have uh, our garbage are great, and then we'll have we'll talk about some of the cards from uh, Brothers War, and then we'll move on to our to- our final topic tonight, which is talking about um, product saturation and burnout uh, with the current flight of Magic cards. So let's look at tonight's uh, garbage or great lux. You ready? Yep. All right. So tonight's garbage or great is Ascendant Spirit, which is a single blue for a one-one snow creature spirit. This is from Call Time, and then so for this is in the same vein as Figure of Destiny, uh, and uh, the other one, which is um, Evolved Sleeper Agent and Warden of the First Tree. This is the blue uh, member of that cycle. And so for a pair of snow mana or snow land, uh, you get Ascendant Spirit becomes a spirit warrior with base power and toughness 2-3. Then you can spend three more snow, and if Ascendant Spirit is a warrior, put a flying counter on it and it becomes a spirit warrior angel with base power toughness 4-4. And then you can spend four more snow. If Ascendant Spirit is an angel... Put two plus one plus one counters on it, and it gains whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player. Draw a card. So, what do you think, Lux? Garbage or great? Hmm. I'll wait for your opinion on this one. Okay. Unless you're playing Yorg or the 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 Sultai Snow Commander, you don't want this card. Like the only deck that wants this is a Snow deck. Um, otherwise, this is just two mana intensive to see a lot of extensive play. Think about it, Lex. You play this for one, all right? Then you play two more, so you're at three mana to get a two-three. This is not above rate. This is just, like, regular stuff. You're then spending six mana total to get a four-four. Sarah Angel is a five mana four-four angel. And you're now investing six to get a four four. And if you want a six six, 
you're getting you're having to spend 10 mana so my concern is this you play your snow spirit you get up to five you get up, get it up to a four four and then you're gonna get blown out with some piece of removal a bounce spell like if somebody psych rifts you you've just sunk six mana in this thing to get psych rifted like that's a lot of mana you could spend a lot of mana a lot of better ways and sure if you get to a six six you get a six six flyer with an ophidian eye effect but like it's just not really efficient enough now i get it people like this sort of effect um like this appears in 2800 decks but i'm not sure that this is the sort of card that you really want to be playing unless it is a snow deck um oh and all these other creatures like the figure of destiny style cards suffer from this same drawback they're very mana intensive the payoff is very medium <coughs> like i i just don't see that this is a particularly useful creature then you got to imagine if you draw this in the later stages of the game let's imagine it's turn seven or eight and you really need to have a bomb now to get yourself out of into the game are you really going to have time to sink 10 mana into this to make this good and hope to god nope. no you're not like it's just not realistic the only scenario where this card is good is it comes down on turn one right this is the only time it's any good but you have exactly a seven percent chance of having this come down on turn one in the average game of commander because if unless it's not in your opening seven like it's really not particularly useful so i don't love this card i think you probably shouldn't be playing it uh unless again you're in the jorn god of winter deck um or you're in one of the other uh decks that are into snow stuff so We've got, looking at it here, you've got Hydar, Rhymewind Master. There's a new one from uh, Jumpstart Isu the Abominable, which looks like it's a legendary Snow Yeti, which I guess is cool. You may look at the top card of your library anytime. You may play Snowlands and cast Snow Spells from the top of your library. Okay, that would make this more appealing. Uh, whenever another Snow Permanent enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay... Green, white, or blue. If you do put a plus one plus one counter on Isu the Abominable, like this is like Isu's interesting. It could go in Isu. It could goes in Jorn. It goes in Narfi or Morite. I don't think it goes too many other places. I think the rest of it's kind of poop soup. But uh, anyway, that's my that's my opinion on it. Unless it's a snow deck, you don't want it. What do you think? And like, I'm not going to say that it's hot garbage, but it's still not useful in most decks. Oh, I'm going to say it's hot garbage, buddy. Even if you're in a snow deck, I don't think you want this particularly. Like, I think there's a lot of, I think there's better cards you can run instead of this. Because you're going to sink 10 mana. In, even if you make, to make this good, you'll sink 10 mana. And it's, like, to get a 6-6 six, six flyer. Like, let's be real. 6-6 six, six flyers don't even win the game every time in the game of Commander. Like, yes, you can keep dumping mana into it, but every time you spend four more mana into it, it just makes it that much more of a tempting offer to blow you out and sink all that mana with a removal spell. Like, it's just... No, I'm out. Like, I think this card is not good. You're just, just, you're just asking yourself to be blown out on a wicked, wicked exchange on mana for card cardboard spent. Your opponent's going to spend, like... Sorts of plowshares, and you will have sunk 10 mana plus into this thing, and you're just going to feel sad. That's what's going to happen. It's going to get, if it gets, if it does get scary, someone's just going to make it eat a plow, and then you're going to be like, well, that's awkward. I just spent a lot of mana over the last three or four turns, get my spirit up to being a credible threat, and now it's toast. So. Hot garbage is the answer of the day to me. 
Final word, Lux. Anything else you want to say? You want to refute me, or do you want to join me in the on the hot garbage parade for Ascendant Spirit? I honestly, I wish I could do it, bad boy, in in a, in a gaming style. Just put it on a, in a piece of wood and chop it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the good news is we can just chop it from all our decks. That's what that's what we'll do here. The Epic Experiment Podcast declares this to be hot garbage. That's the end of Ascendant Spirit. All right, good. All right, let's move on to segment two. Let's talk about Brothers War. So, what do you think? Good? And Bad? I know we- yeah, they, I am, they, it's, they, it's really good. Like, I am enjoying this. Yes, I am, I am very much down with, with my bad self for this set. Um, okay, what's, what's the best part for you? Is it hey, like where to start? Like where to start? Like the artifacts and like all of, like the reprints that we got, the Phyrexians. The Phyrexians, yeah, the Phyrexians are good. They are very good. Yeah, well, they're bad, but they're good. Um, no, for sure. Um, I'm a big fan of of many of the things here. Let's have a look at this. So, um. The actual set itself is fine, right? I mean, Gix, Gix yeah. is interesting. Misha, I like Misha. Misha's cool. Misha's pretty bonkers. Um, Rexian Flesh Gorger seems really good. Um, yeah. Uh, I like Platoon Dispenser. Have you seen that one? Yep. That's a real good card. I think that's a real strong card. I, I <coughs> think a five mana, four, six with that much text on it is going to be long-term very playable in commander like long-term very playable um urza urza looks cool i guess i mean might stone the weak stone seems like a reasonable card like so you can meld it i guess like all in all like the set there's a lot of good to be had in this set um I'm not going to lie. The mechanic that I actually think I overlooked that I really like is I really like the prototype mechanic. I think that is actually really quite, uh, really quite good. Um, I think that's, I really like, I really like the the prototype mechanic because it gives you a lot of options and I like options with my cards. Um, Oh, what do you think of the command cycle in this particular set? You know, I actually haven't gotten a chance to actually check it out. So, there's there's five of them, right? So there's Dix's Command, which is the black one. There's uh, Titania's, Kayla's, Mishra's, and I forgot the blue one. Hercules? I think Hercules Command. I think it was the fifth one. Uh, let me just check, make sure I didn't botch it. Uh-huh. Hercules, no, final remediation. So it's not Hercules. Uh, anyway. The green one is nuts. Like, straight up, the green one is insane. It's overrun, dude. It's overrun. It's going to be a game-ender in Commander very shortly. If people look to end games with, with overrun or with the end-race forerunners and stuff as a budget overrun effect... This is an overrun effect, and it is ridiculous. Because it not only does it just pump your team, it pumps your team in, perpetu- in perpetuity because it puts counters on them. It is dumb. It is super good. Um, Kayla's Kayla's command, I think, is going to see a lot of play too, because it's cultivate. Well, maybe not cultivate, but it's close enough to cultivate. So. Like, one of the modes on Kayla's command is search your library for basic planes, reveal it, and put it into your hand. So, for one white-white, you go find another planes. Okay, whatever. But, so many times, white doesn't get the unconditional go-get-a-land. They get that if you have fewer lands than your opponent, go-get-a-land. If Or if you're, like, so land tax and... Knight of the White Orchid and all these things. If you have less than your opponent, you catch up. Kayla's doesn't tell you that. Layla, Kayla's is actually a ramp, like a tutor for a land card. 
That's huge in white. It's monstrous. Um, and like the other modes are applicable. They're not insane, but like when I play, I've played this on Arena in Brawl and in Draft and in everything else. It's always go get a land and put counters on stuff or make a body or like just set up my draws. Like cards, good. Um, so yeah, there's some good. There's some good utility to some of these cards. Big fan. Big fan. Um, okay, so that's the actual set itself. Um, now, let's go back and let's have a look at um, some of the... Bu- bu- bu, some of those retro artifacts. <laughs> which are also in this set and are sweet. Ooh, the retro artifacts. Okay, what's your favorite one well, the retro artifacts that got included in this set? Oh man, like where to begin? Yeah, I've I, I know I have my answer right now. Um and that's and I'm gonna be honest, my, my personal opinion has been tainted by the inclusion uh by me building a, a deck using one of the transformers. Um but uh what's your what's your take? What's what's got you excited? And they, I think you already saw this coming, but like my favorite has to be that sweet, sweet worm coil engine. Oh, oh yes, that card is so sweet, so sweet. Um, yes, worm coil engine is very, very good. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you: seeing worm coil engine appear in draft is terrifying. Like, just among the most frightening things I've ever seen. How does one beat a worm coil engine in the draft these days? No. You, you just die to it. Um, but I will also say, folks, that Unwinding Clock is a very much needed reprint. And it looks so good in the retro, particularly in foil. It looks so good. Um, but uh, on top of the... the uh, what else? On top of the unwinding clock, the combination of the Phyrexian Altar, sorry, Altar Dementia, and then Ashnod's Altar being reprinted are also super important. Like, those are really good free sack outlets, aren't they? Yes, they are. So, there's a lot of good cards, but Aetherflux Reservoir, Chromatic Lantern, um, the Helm of the Host. There's a lot of really sweet retro artifacts. And they look really good. Lodestone Golem is good. Thorn of Amethyst. Mox Amber. I took a bath because my my Mox Ambers. I ended up having uh, I got I ended up collecting six Mox Ambers from Dominaria from the original Dominaria set. Retro. I'm like, oh man. I just took a bath. Like <laughs> I'm not losing money over those cards daily. Ugh. Anyway. No, like super, super awesome cards. Uh, the schematics are cool too, right? Like those are. There's nothing bad with those either. So, overall, thumbs up or thumbs down to the retro artifacts? Thumbs yeah, up. Thumbs up here. So this is like the mystical archive cards we got in, in Strixhaven. These are every bit as like useful or good. I think they're actually a good sight better than the mystical archives were. In uh, in Strixhaven, because those mystical archives, a lot of them were uncommons and uncommons that weren't very good. Even the uncommons here, like Icker Wellspring, is an uncommon. It gets played all the time in Commander, like all the time. Let's go have a look at like what Icker Wellspring, how many decks Icker Wellspring appears in. Icker Wellspring appears in like thirty five thousand decks. So. It just gets played lots. It's just a good card. I mean, is it? Are you winning the game because you're Icker Wellspring? Probably not. But people run it all the time in Artifact Matters decks. So, yeah. Big fan. Like that's pretty much all I'm going to say. I really a big fan. These are much needed reprints. Like Sword of the Meek. Do we have Staff of Domination? These are all just good cards. Ramos got a reprint. Ramos look got a reprint and looks good. 
That's like such a good. That's just such a better look for Ramos. Don't you agree? Yeah, like, that's so much nicer. Platinum Angel got a reprint. Phyrexian Processor. Like, I'm just talking good stuff here. Misha's Bobble, Mystic Forge. Like, Mystic Forge is nuts. Mystic Forge is going to go crazy in this set. Or in the next several sets where we're dealing with Phyrexians. Good grief. Bowstone Golem, sort like Thorn of Amethyst. Like, yeah. So, these are really good, folks. Really good cards. Really good selection of uh, reprints. Uh, a lot of really, really interesting cards that are seeing that are going like, to really add to your game. And a lot of them have made them more accessible and cheaper to buy. So, you know, like your unwinding clock, if I remember right, got up over 25 bucks, if I remember right. Let's, let's, let's have a look at unwinding clock. Uh, yeah, so for, for a while, Unwinding Clock spiked to over $30. Good grief. It spiked to over 30 bucks. Right now, it's around 15 bucks, and if you get the retro one, you can get them for 3 to 5 So, yeah. So, anyway. So, anyway, a big fan. <laughs> so, uh, um, and, and I think what makes him like even I think what makes this even better is the fact that these weren't reprinted just for the sake of reprinting them. They were reprinted because these cards needed. Reprints. Oh, many of them I would agree. Many of them needed needed a reprint. I mean, I don't think we really needed a bone saw reprint, but like altars, Aetherflux Reservoir, Chromatic Lantern. I haven't seen a defense grid in years. When was this last printed? Kaladesh Inventions, huh? When Kaladesh got maybe ah, kind of like a reprint. Before that, defense grid had seen a reprint in ninth edition. Really? And now it's a dollar nineteen for those was one the retro artifact from just like wow. So do you know how much the ninth edition one costs? Thirty-five mm. bucks. Yeah. You can get a wretch a defense grid for a dollar nineteen. Two thirty-two if you want the schematic. Oaks, go get your artifacts. Whatever it is you need. Go get them now. <laughs> Find that twenty dollar bill you've been hiding under your couch or in, in your in your backyard in a tin can <laughs> or whatever, and go and get your artifacts you want because it ain't gonna get cheaper. Like I'm gonna wager that that particular. So what was that we were looking at? It was a fence grid. I'm going to wager that Defense Grid in three years' time is $15. Even with this, re even with this printing. Because it, because it induces you to play Fair Magic and it's $35 bucks for a 9th edition card. Ridiculous. Anyway. Yeah. Alright. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's carry on. Um, we're big fans of these of the retro of the retro car, retro ones. There was another addition, or not, the other part of this set was the transformer cards. What are your thoughts on those? And I think they're pretty cool, uh, especially since they're they uh, for the most part, and some of them are using the original G one designs. Uh, well, most of them are right. So all the ones that are no untrue, <laughs> I lied. Um, so, let's be on. okay, uh, Cyclonus is not G1, would you agree with me? No. Oh, yeah, no Cyclonus name. was adapted, was, was, was reformatted after Unicron. Flame War, I don't know, even know where Flame War came from. I've never seen that card in my whole life. 
that particular creature, like I don't even know that one. And I am a big, I'm a big, a big Transformer guy. Like I love this stuff. This is this, this is my childhood come to life on my favorite cardboard. Goldbug, Goldbug hurts my soul, but I now know why they have to use Goldbug and not Bumblebee. And that's because um, whoever the movie company owns the proprietary rights to the name Bumblebee for the movie that came out with John Cena two years ago or whatever it was. So they own the, the proprietary name to the name Bumblebee, meaning Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast can't use Goldbug in their own card game because the name has been licensed to somebody else. So they have to go and get Goldbug, which is a travesty. And Yeah, they... They whoever they I don't think some someone they didn't think in no, all the way like, through with oh, that. Oh boo. Or I would also have said just pony up the dough and get your bloody name back. Because everyone loves Bumblebee. No one cares about Goldbug. Yeah. They're I mean they Bumblebee is literally one of the most recognizable ones from Generation yes, I would one. say after like I would say the four most recognizable ones would be Optimus Prime, Megatron, Starscream, and Bumblebee. Right? Like, would you agree? And, like, yep. and they yep. should go and use Goldbug because, oops, we blew it. I'm like, that's disappointing. But anyway, like, Prowl, Ratchet, Jetfire, Starscream, RC, Blaster. These are all the original. Like, these are how these characters looked when I was a kid watching cartoons. And mm. I'm a big fan. Hold on, let me go back over because they did Soundwave yeah, get Soundwave one? Yeah, there. He's Asper colored. He's awesome. Anyway, so audience, I'm going to be honest with you. Sitting in my hand right here, you can hear, you can hear he's shaking it. That's my Optimus Prime deck. Because I had to go and get Optimus Prime and I had to go build the deck. Because I think the card, is, the deck is going to be fun and Optimus Prime is impossible to kill. Have you read the card, dude? Card yeah, is nuts. Card is nuts. Because, okay, if you play it as the truck, which you're going to do, you attack, and let's be real, you're going to have put it, you're going to have have something else on the battlefield before him. Because he comes down at five. Which means whatever creature you're getting is likely coming down getting bolstered for two, gaining trample, and is probably punching somebody in the face. Meaning you then transform Optimus Prime, and then on each end step, you are bolstering one. Each end step, which means you're putting plus one plus one counters on all sorts of stuff. And then when they try to kill Optimus Prime, he's, going, he's not going to go to the command zone. He's going to go back into the truck. So you end up having to use two removal spells on him. Or exile him, I guess. So now you've got to turn around, you've got to point your Swords of Plowshares at Optimus Prime instead of pointing the, the Ascendant Spirit that your opponent cast and spent 14 mana on. And you, So instead of punishing them, you're going to get my commander. And I'm going to be annoyed about it. But anyway, such is life. Um, but no, like... Optimus Prime is super cool, and I was going to say, to protect yourself from exile effects, that altar of dementia and that altar of Ashta's altar look really good right now as inclusions in all sorts of decks, because Optimus Prime wants you to sacrifice him before your opponents can kill him with exiled spells. So, we'll talk about that deck in a minute. Um... But I think the rest of them are pretty cool. Um, Ratchet is broken in half. If you have a heavy artifact deck and a sack outlet, you're going to flip Ratchet back and forth and get all sorts of things out of your graveyard. Just all the things out of your graveyard. It's not even going to be funny. Jetfire is excellent. Jetfire is going to be what allows you to rant. Like, he's Jetfire turns himself into... Uh, like a ridiculous mana rock. You put counters on him, and you put counters on him because Office Prime puts counters on everything. You take the 
counters off Jetfire to cast more artifacts. Seems good to me. So, um, yeah. I mean, there's so many of these Autobots that play in that same deck with Optimus Prime that it's pretty funny. Um, yeah, just I think it makes for a really, like, a real fun build. Uh, we'll talk about the deck in a second. Um, on the other side, what do you think of the Shattered Glass ones? And they're pretty neat, aesthetic-wise. Yeah, are you as excited for the art style or not? I mean, honestly, like the whole shattered glass thing with the transformers, they that really never really appeared. No, me neither. I'm so, me. That's why I'm, I'm quite happy to have like Optimus Prime look like Optimus Prime, and not the broken glass one particularly, although. Broken Glass Optimus Prime looks pretty badass. Just gonna say it right now. It looks pretty cool. But that said, yeah, kinda out on some of the other ones. So Yeah. Anyway, big fan. So from our metrics here at our show, sounds like Brothers War pretty well knocked it out of the park. Right? Like, strong sets, good aesthetics. Yeah. Transformer cards, yep. I think, like resonate with us. I think they're pretty cool. Uh, I'm going to have to build uh, a Megatron deck next. That's my next one. going to be Megatron, and then it's going to be a Soundwave deck, and a Blaster and Ultra Magnus deck. That's what I'm going to have. Because for some reason... Oh, right. It'll be Blaster and, uh, sorry, Soundwave and Cyclonus. It'll be Blaster and Ultra Magnus. And then uh, Megatron with the rest of the, rest of the Decepticons. Because um, just the color, color, uh, color combos don't quite go together. I do think they mixed up what Megatron is. Megatron should be Grixis, not Mardu. But anyway, that's just a, that's a small quibble. All right, um, yeah. so, big fan, loving it. Um, I, have a, I have the list of, the, uh, of my Optimus Prime deck here, audience, and I wanted to sort of talk briefly about the strategy behind what's, what it's doing, um, because I think the deck's actually pretty fun. I'm looking forward to playing it. Now, I'm going to be very honest right now, audience. When you go to the Moxfield link that I provide... You look at the price tag and you go, wait a second, Bruce. How is this deck called a budget deck with a $2,200 price tag? I'm going to be honest with you. I do not have a $2,200 deck. All right? So most of that $2,200 is tied up in three dual lands that are not actually dual lands. All right? Um, they are proxies that I've purchased. they about $3 a piece. So the Volcanic Island, the Tundra, and the Plateau, instead of collectively coming in at like, I don't know, $1,800, is like $9. Which makes a big difference. <laughs> it's a huge difference. But, uh, so the yep. whole plan behind Optimus Prime is you're just going to make something terrifyingly huge by bolstering onto it all the time. Um, but the other piece to it is sack outlets and things like your modular cards are going to be super, super important for that particular, this particular build. Um, because there's a couple of, of really effective um, modular cards in Modern Horizons 2 that you can get access to that are dirt cheap and play exactly, do exactly what Optimus Prime wants to do, put counters on stuff. Um, you can move them around, uh, and then you can recur them with all sorts of fun stuff. So nothing says I want, I'm having fun quite like casting artifacts with Emery out of your graveyard. Think about it, Lux. How much fun would you have with Emery recasting modular cards? 
And yeah, honestly, so that funny. would be really fun. Um, you know, Ratchet goes and gets them back. Tameshi? Tameshi's silly. Tameshi's a car draw engine and a recursion engine all at once. All at once. Um, you know, you're gonna so you're gonna get whatever things you're gonna get in your graveyard, you're gonna be able to get them back. You're gonna put things like with counters on them, so you have Lazel, Blacketh's Champion, which is like the um, Winding Constrictor, but in white. And she's going to be awesome for your deck. Uh, you're going to get things like um, Steel Overseer to put counters on all your artifacts again. You're going to get uh, you're going to get things like Scrap Welder, which is like Scrap Welder and Goblin Engineer are silly cards in the sense that they allow you to go and tutor things up or go and recur them from your graveyard. So you're gonna like your 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 big scary stuff's not gonna die for long. You're gonna be able to get it back. Um, you know the rest of the deck is supporting that strategy, um, allowing you to, you know, hopefully keep your opponents uh, off balance and tempoed out uh, with some stuff, some card draw with you know some factor fictions and dig through times and whatnot. Um, but yeah, just all in all, a really fun, uh, simple straightforward build um i think there's probably a few more edits they're going to have to make to this list but you know you're going to close the game out real quick with a herald of secret streams and a bunch of creatures with counters on them and uh, i think the deck seems to be pretty uh pretty compelling i think so that's my thoughts there on um optimus prime dot deck so big fan i can't wait to build megatron and make them fight each other. Because that's what I'm going to have to do. Right, Lux? Like, you know, build, yeah. a, build a, a pod using all Transformer commanders in this, in this goat ham. So, yeah. Big fan. Love it. And I'm having a good time. I'm really enjoying the set. Uh, my wallet is crying because it's Christmas time and there's new cards coming out. But it's okay. We'll make it work, right? Won't we, won't we Lex? Yep. Okay. Let's get to segment three. And before Brothers, Wars came, Brothers War came out, there was a really interesting article. Now, we're a couple of weeks behind because we're slow getting the stuff. But I wanted to talk about this tonight, Lux. The downgrade from Bank of America for, for on the status of Hasbro and what was the coast. And... Their article was tied ostensibly to the thought that Wizards of the Coast is overprinting stuff and they're, you know, essentially doing damage to their brand by overexposing the product and essentially ensuring that none of the cards retain any value. So, what is your thought here, Lux, on the idea of like, so talk about you personally. Are you like, how do you feel about all this product? Do you feel like you're burnt out? You think you can't afford it? Or do you think like, like you're still jazzed and switched on? And like, I try to remain op- optimistic, but like when we just didn't have like release after release, and like within weeks of each other. And like, I miss the old format back when we just had one and like, the single release every third. Yeah. Oh, I can only imagine what it's like for a store to stay on top of all that product and all the all the rest of it. I think it'd be really challenging. I'm glad it's not me having to do it. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, Airlux. It, for a long time, it was easy for me to say, well, I don't care about that product. I'm a commander player. And I could, I could wash my hands of it. And ever since there's been Commander Legends... And the year of the commander, or like they have really zeroed in on me, and I feel like it's like it's too much, right? There's too many new too many new commanders. Yeah. Too much. Too much is new and changing all the time, and we never really get a chance to breathe and just enjoy fun new decks and new cards that, for any length of time before. 
there's something new coming down the pipe. Like right now, we just had Brothers War release, and they're already showing us Jumpstart cards. And I'm like, guys, like, come on now. Like it's too much. And I can imagine it, it definitely impacts some people because some people are like, they're big into collecting things or they're big into, you know, securing like one of all the things. And now there's so many things, there's no way you could possibly do it, not without going broke. So, yeah. Yeah. You see, like, they, unfortunately, I think what the problem is, is that Wizards of the Coast and therefore Hasbro has seen just how popular the Commander format is, and they have decided to cash all in on it, and now they we're basically just getting this massive influx yeah, of it, new I stuff agree. for like it. It feels like too much, and I, I was listening to Brainstorm Brewery and Jason Alt talk about it, and basically, like, we couldn't do Brothers Wars justice. From a standpoint of a set review, could we? I couldn't do it. It was too much. There's no. too many cards, too much, too fast between the Infinity and the 30th anniversary stuff. Don't get me started on that stuff. Oh my goodness. Uh, and now Brothers War, and now, and then we got uh, and the Brothers War that includes two specialty sort of sub products. If you include the the retro artifacts and the and the Brothers War stuff, like the Transformer stuff, traded a jumpstart, like I'm exhausted. I'm not even gonna wait. I like Lux. I I write the show notes every week, audience. We are gonna waste zero seconds on that jumpstart product. The fact that I already read one of the cards tonight is one more card than I intended to ever read from this jumpstart product. It's not the Jumpstart product is bad. I just don't have, like, I don't have the emotional capacity to get excited over more commanders in yet another product and try and be a content producer, create stuff, say, this, doesn't this look cool? Because I don't care. Like, it could be super cool. But I don't, I'm not doing it. Like, I just don't care. There's too much stuff. Too many things. And Jumpstart, get this. Do you know how many, how many cards are in Jumpstart? 835. Yeah. What? Yeah, look on, look on Scryfall. If you're ever curious... It'll tell you how many cards are in the set. There's 835 cards. I don't have time to go through each of the new stuff and things. So, if there's something good there, I guess someone's going to have to tell me I missed it. Because <laughs> I say, I, I can't do it. I can't. I, can't, I don't have time. I just don't have time. So, anyway. Um, yeah. But I really wish more than anything you could just, like, enjoy what we have for three months before the next set comes out. How, give people a chance to build their decks. Like, I've still got a Hinata deck that I haven't even built yet from when we had Kamigawa last winter it's been sitting there on a shelf for for a year almost and i just haven't built it and in the meantime i've had to build umpteen decks for the show and like some of it i'm, I'm really excited for and i would love to build some of those decks but some of these like i don't care anymore I can't I don't think I can I don't think I can keep making decks and try and telling our audience as small as it may be that these decks are fun or cool or innovative like they're not like they're just like they, everything just kind of sucks and it bothers me a lot like I'm going to be honest with you a reason I like Brothers War is cuz I'm excited for these transformer cards 
I'm excited for that new Mishra and build a black-red deck with Mishra. I'm not excited for more, like, 55 more commanders with Jumpstart. Like, I want to build with the ones that I, I find compelling in Brothers War or the ones from Dominaria United that I want to build with. And that's what I'm having a hard time with. Like, there are so many good commanders that I haven't built decks for that I want to try and build with them. And I just, there's never time. There's never an opportunity. And like I said, here on the show, we've been trying to to share with you the excitement from all these new cars, and we just can't do it. I can't do it. I don't know about you, Lux. I just can't do it. It's too much. So I'm burnt out on the amount of product. It doesn't mean I don't care. I lo- like I love like I'm super excited for this Transformers deck. I want to build Megatron. Like Megatron's going to be cool. But do I want to open up Jumpstart and build the Isu the Abominable deck? Like hard pass. Hard pass. So I don't know, folks. I don't want to sound like I'm down on magic because I'm like I'm not. Like I, I, I love to play. I love some of this new stuff. But there's been so much of it, and I'm like, yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't. Like I have literally the four hammer forty k decks. I haven't. I haven't even got one yet. I haven't even opened one. Infinity, open none of it. Not even a second. 30th anniversary, like the stuff that's sold today in like three minutes. Did you hear that, Lex? Lux, are you there? Oh, Lux, you muted. Lux is muted. All right. Yeah. So apparently, like the, the 30th anniversary, a packs, a box where you get $250 packs. You have four of them in your box. It's like $1,000. Sold out today in about five minutes. Tell me, tell me that's not a problem. Tell me that's not a problem. It's a problem. If it's your 30th anniversary, people should be able to buy and enjoy the product and celebrate it with their friends and not have it sell out in five minutes flat. And so things change. There's changing so fast. Lists each, like, trying to build commander lists. Like, I can't do it for folks. Like, I can't pretend to be excited for each and every one of these these commanders. I'm trying. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm probably going to spend quite a bit of time exploring the commanders from... Dominaria and Brothers War for the next little while instead of the Infinity or the other stuff. Like, just can't. There's no way I can, I can keep my brain straight and build these decks and pretend like they're any good without, you know, some significant, significant uh, reworking of how I feel about stuff. So... Lux, any other thoughts on your end? Like, how do you feel like about the products? Like, about like just the quantity of it. Like, I know you're you're at a store where it's really easy to say that like there's too much product because you guys got to stock it all. How do your customers feel? Do they feel like they're overwhelmed, swimming in, like drowning in so much, so many pieces of cardboard that can't really enjoy it? Oh, where's Lux? Lux. Oh dear. Anyway, I don't know why Lux is muted, but anyway, I feel about stuff. So I, I think on my end going forward, folks, 
I'm going to have to be a little more judicious about what we talk about. Um, because I think there's just, I, I don't think the products, the product release schedule is going to decrease. I really don't. I think it's going to continue to be very fast paced for the next next while as Wizards of the Coast ascertains how much money they can extract from each of their players. But yeah, I don't know. Like it's going to be tough to manage. I think we're going to have to be do a better job of not trying to cover everything and just care cover the stuff that we care about here on the show. I think that's an important lesson for us here at, uh, at the podcast. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna so I think we're gonna make a commitment here to try and cover what matters to us and not everything. So. If you don't like what we're talking about this week because you want the newest, latest thing, well, there's other podcasts that will cover that for you. We're going to do what we do and cover what we want to cover. And that's sort of where we're at. So, yeah. Yeah. Lux, anything you want to do? You want to jump in here? Got anything? Uh oh, Lux is muted. I'm gonna make sure we get Lux back here before every show ends. And we wrap up. Bum bum ba dum bum bum. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest, audience, I can't wait to play that Transformers deck. Clearly, I'm excited. Clearly, I'm excited. I also have, I also am very excited for. I have some of the commander cards, commander partner cards from 2016. So I've got, you know, some Anikris Shadiki, and I've got a Silas Wren, and I'm really looking forward to building those decks. And I'm really looking forward to building uh, lots of other commanders. And there's not enough time. It makes me sad. Anyway, all right, we are going to move to wrap up this week's show, and if Lux jumps back on here, we'll give him a moment to, to say his piece. But um, thanks very much for sticking with us and let me ra- letting me ramble about magic. <laughs> Just letting me ramble and express how my frustration um, with the product release schedule, with the pro- no, the amount of products, the quantity of products, the volume of products. Um, it's a, it's a it's a bit humbling to say the least, but it feels much better to have had a chance to say what I had to say over the air and record it and have people maybe listen to it somewhere in the world. So anyway, um, all right, where we go? All right, so we're gonna wrap this week's up. Uh, if you want to leave us a feedback, or you, maybe you agree with me, maybe you disagree, maybe you want to have a conversation further about you know how we all feel about magic. Uh, you can always email us at the Epic Experiment Podcast at gmail.com. The link is down below. You can be, feel free to check it and uh, send us an email. Uh, if you want to find us on Twitter until Elon shuts it down because it's terrible, um, is at Epic EXP Cast. So, yeah, that's that. Um, and if you want to find all of our decks, they're on Moxfield. Look under the username the Epic Experiment Podcast, and you can find all of our podcasts. Um, and go ahead and enjoy it. And then, of course, don't forget we have um, whatever you're into in terms of like your favorite uh, app or platform. You can leave, leave a like, a question, a subs- uh, follow, subscribe, whatever it is you need to do. Because every little bit helps get the word out there that we are here each and every week talking Commander. Uh, unless we're not, because stuff gets in the way. <laughs> but uh, we'd love to hear from you, all right? So, folks, um, next week we're going to be talking probably more Brothers War. Let's be real. That's what I want to talk about. We'll talk about some of the cool um, the cool new Commanders that are out there. Things you could, you could build and play with. Um, but, yeah, you the best. Uh, wishing you all the best wherever you play Magic next, folks. Hopefully you have fun playing with your brother's war, uh, whether it's your next commander pod or a new draft. 
Uh, have fun. Enjoy it. Uh, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you much. Have a good one, everybody. See you